Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I hate this time of night, James. It's Suggestible Pod. I'm Claire. What's this show about? Get it get it up here. Can I just say, we <laughs> did a previous intro to this and you're like, no good. You know what I want to do? I want to start it by saying I hate something something. I've forgotten what you've said already, but you've started negative and I don't like it, Claire. And I'm all about saving the environment. Ugh. That's what I'm all about. I ba- literally bang on, and on about the Come environment on. to you every day you... of the goddamn week. I am currently building a chicken coop in our backyard and have all these vegetable beds and our fundraiser is raising funds, which was also my idea. That is boring. Anyway, we are Suggestible Pod. We suggest things to you to read, watch and listen to. And James, on this show, I suggest that it is Gentlemen's First. Claire, do you like video games? No. Good. You're going to love this. (laughs) Do you like the history of video games? No. But do you love... I like Zelda, as previously discussed. Claire, nobody cares about Zelda. Ocarina of Time. How long are you going to let me go? I thought you were going to cut in. Why would I? I was so entranced. I was just caught up. It's the Ocarina of Time. I've never played Did it. Did you never know? Yes, you have. No, I haven't. You get to gallop on a horse. I know what and it makes is. Realis- realis- realistic horse sounds. That is the entire experience of Zelda. Sounds really good. I'm it's never going to play it because that controller is also terrible, the Nintendo 64. All oh, right. Okay. Anyway, you were telling like me hands. about the anyway, history of video games. The first, <laughs> the first Fake thing. Fake yawn. The first thing. Or was it? Wish I had a bloody ocarina time. I'd bloody get out of here. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, uh, just before you go on with your crap thing, what <laughs> in the kitchen, what was that joke that you said to me before and I really fell hook, line and sinker for it? Um, I said, what did I say? I said I wanted to start a wine collection and there was a particular brand of wine that I was interested in. And I was really surprised because you never suggest anything. And I was like, yeah, we can incorporate a wine rack into our home. And you said, what's the label? And I said, it's called Chateau de Flore. <laughs> and I still didn't get it until you looked at me and went, Chateau the Flore. It's not, it's not my joke. I stole it's it from gross. the 12th man. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. This guy, uh, he's, on, he's got a YouTube channel. It's called The Gaming Historian. His name is Norman Caruso. He's based in the US, I believe. But basically, you know a lot of people do uh, video games on YouTube. You, you, I'm sure you're aware of that. They're a bloody dime a dozen. There's a lot of people going like, remember Super Mario Brothers? Do you know he was originally called Jumpman? And before Princess Peach, there was Princess bloody the other oh, one. Oh, is this Mario Kart? It's whatever. So oh. basically what this guy does. Because I like Mario Kart. That's the other Mario one I like. You're not, you're Yoshi! <laughs> I love it. That's the whole what of Mario Kart. What was that? <laughs> that, was, that was Mario Kart. I don't know what. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody, nobody yells that. <laughs> they were that? like those little mushrooms that shoot and like explode people. Great. Well, listen, we all like <laughs> Mario Kart. Again, it's not unique. Zelda Mario Kart, two of the most popular Nintendo franchises. But Correct. this guy, okay. what he does, he goes, th- like he uh, releases one video maybe every two months and he does heavily researched 
really well edited, like stuff that you won't just find on Wikipedia, like maybe I would do for a video <laughs> sometimes. But it's he does these fascinating short documentaries about the history of gaming. Some some of his more popular videos are the the story of Super Mario Brothers two. So I don't know if you know this, the version of Super Mario Brothers that we got uh, in in the West, I should say, is actually a different game that they relabeled. They Japan in Japan they had a proper version of Super Mario two, but it was deemed too hard for the West, so they switched it. So it's the story behind this game that they basically skinned to make it look like they a Mario game. They dumbed it down for us. It's, I wouldn't say it's dumber, but it's it's way different. Like you don't jump on bad guys to kill them. You, you can't. You jump on them and then you just kind of ride on them and then you got to throw them. It's a, it's a completely mechanically. You ride on them? Yeah, it's com- mechanically it's a completely different like game. Like piggybacking. Like piggybacking, yes. I love piggybacking. So he's got, I think that's his most popular video. He does a really good one on Tetris, the history of Tetris. Oh, I love Tetris. Bloop, 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 bloop. It's not the music bloop, of bloop, Tetris. Bloop, bloop, Everyone knows bloop. that. That's you know, it. That's not the music of Tetris, Claire. Bro, bro, bro. Anyway, did I you don't know think t- you've listened. Tetris is let a- me let me do it again. Ah, bro, this, bro, bro. this sound. What are you? <laughs> I'm doing the blocks falling. What are you, the scared weird little guys, or what are those <laughs> comedy guys where one of them does I'm the sound effects? I'm singing tonight. I'm singing all day. I I'll sing all day this. every day. Anyway, tell me about. I love Tetris. Well, so Tetris is Tetris that. got Tetris got a really fascinating history. It's actually a Russian game, and it might be the most popular game of all time. It's been replicated and duplicated, and the the creator of it there was much, like didn't get I don't I'm not sure not sure where it stands now, but he didn't get any money for it initially because it was it was made in the in the eighties in Russia. So it was, you know it's communist Russia and 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 things like that. He does one on the Power Glove. You're familiar with the Power Glove? It's like this Nintendo thing from like the late eighties, early nineties. It's a glove that you wear to play video games, but it works like absolute shit. But everybody was obsessed with this thing. There's, he's also got really fascinating uh, different videos on Sega or Sega, as most people, normal people say. We say Sega here, don't we, Claire? That's yeah. just to clarify. Yeah, we but do. they've got a string of failed consoles from the 90s, which ended, which ended in them not producing any. They don't make consoles anymore. They make games for Nintendo pretty much and, and some other companies, which was their main rival. Anyway, if you like anything about video games, anything at all, small, be it large, this is the, this is a really great YouTube channel that I've been watching for a long time, and I think people should check it out. The Gaming Historian. The Gaming Historian. Now, all why right. don't you suggest a thing, and I'll make stupid fucking sound effects all the way through it. <laughs> but you won't. How about that, Claire? You won't, because my thing I chose specifically for you, and you might oh. not actually use it, I know, but it's for you. Because oh. I've been worried about, we were talking about just before, around the old dinner table, about like the low-level anxiety that climate crisis is causing everybody. Well, I like specifically it. It gives you. me strength and purpose. <laughs> it drives it you on. on my edge. Someone on Twitter asked about your fitness routine. Does it? Does your low-level anxiety fuel your fitness routine? May just. It could very well. Yeah, that's why you do so many burpees. Maybe I could. Maybe I'll talk about it another week. My amazing fitness routine. Yeah, look, all you need to do is that. work out six times a week for a minimum of forty-five sec, forty-five minutes each time. Forty-five sec. Forty-five. <laughs> and have and oh boy. Uh, yeah, and also have the time to do it just during the day while everyone else actually goes to work. And all has right, a real smuggy job. McSmugs. And I'm anyway, not being smug. I'm saying it's 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 not fun, and I don't like it. No, you hate it. You do, but you also love. Well, I love cardio. Anyway, we will talk about that on another day. However, what I suggested for you, and if you, listener, are out there also feeling low-level anxiety for the state of the planet for lots of reasons, including things happening in America and all the things, the Amazon rainforest is burning, dear God. The climate change here is just not being addressed at all. No, so actually, other than this recommendation that I'm about to give you, you could also donate to our charity campaign when we're growing That's what I was trying to say up top and you said no time. Let's talk about the gaming historian. that's because. (laughs) Which is important, don't get me wrong. (laughs) 
blow. I'm just going to start singing that. It should be our theme song. Blow, blow, blow. What blow, is that, though? Blow. I don't actually know, but it's, it's nothing. Fun. It's just popped into my head. I'm a genius. It's bad. I am a musical genius. So if you've got that low hum of anxiety and feeling really down about the planet, I think part of it also, other than the fact that obviously things are terrible, that <laughs> our new cycle and what we look at is often so negative. Yeah. And there's actually not just an entire population of people all over the world just doing terrible things all of the time. There's so many good things. And so The Guardian, do you know The Guardian, the um, news website? Yeah, it's They're, a superhero, yeah. The Guardian. Well, no, it's, an, it's a news site. Anyway, you, they do some really incredible journalism. They're fantastic. And they have got a whole section on their site called The Upside. And bloop, it's, bloop, bloop, oh, you're so bloop, annoying. Bloop, Shut bloop, up and bloop. let me talk. So anyway, on the upside are just stories that are really optimistic journalism, just really fantastic and uplifting, but not in a really like corny way, just in a really regular people doing incredibly wonderful, kind ah. things. And to kind of launch you into it, I would recommend looking up Our Reporting Generates Change for the Better by Mark Rice Oxley. And he just talks about how in reporting all of the wonderful things that are happening around the world, like for instance, um, there's a group of pioneering Yazidi women in Syria who've created a safe space that's female only for women to come to um, to come together and share and talk in Syria. Where safe space is really sounds difficult. like PC gone. Anyway, mad, and Claire. once they reported on that, lots of listeners then asked where they could get in touch with this particular group and donate money and funds and you know whatever yeah, right. else and their support. And so that's a, that's something that's been happening there. For instance, I started reporting about repair culture um, mm. and how there was a cafe in Edinburgh where you could go and get your appliances repaired while you had a coffee. Because I reported on that, it started and sprouted a whole lot of franchises all so around the world. So instead of people like just going, going like, my pods machine doesn't work. And Let me buy a new one. Yeah. yeah. They like take, you take your appliance. Well, everything's very disposable, it. isn't it? I mean, you're, yeah. I know your sister, for example, is really into like. Sustainable, sustainable fashion. fashion. Yeah. yeah, correct. And spending money on like things, but investing in them to then have them repaired and keep repairing them. And yeah. that's part of the problem that even if people spend a lot of money on something, there isn't always people to actually have the knowledge and skill to repair them. Yeah, absolutely. You know how when our parents bought a washing machine, say, yeah. like 50 years ago, it was built to last. Like I think your same... mum still has the same vacuum cleaner from like the 1950s. I hate that vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I know, but she's had it for that long. But It now, doesn't even work. All right. But anyway, she's had it for a long, long time yeah. because back then they were made to last. But then all of these sort of like bigger, better corporate corporations realized that if they only had a three to four year lifespan, yes. they could keep reselling exactly. them. That's why white goods is a huge problem. Um, the same with like, do you know, they put like expiry dates on pillows just to sell more pillows. Because once you've got a pillow and then they're like, well, you need it because they get replaced by bed bugs or whatever, which... Not Isn't sure, it's just a pillow. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Though I did hear a really funny story about a pillow comedian. A pillow comedian. Uh, you know how you te- retell a comedian story and it's always terrible, but they when they said it was really funny. Well, I'm waiting. Anyway, Let's see if that's all true. All right. Well, basically, she likened a pillow to an ex boyfriend. So when you look at the pillow and it's got the pillowcase on, it just looks lovely and clean and wonderful. But you take the pillowcase off and then you can't believe you ever slept on it because <laughs> it's like gross it's and insane good. and disgusting. Yeah. And she's like, that's how it feels looking at an ex-boyfriend. Like, you can't believe you ever slept with that person. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, side note. So where are we going? Oh, yes, repair culture. So they did a whole article on that and that has spawned cafes doing the same kind of thing and people starting to do more work around um, a circular economy. So repairing things, taking them back to be recycled 
actually recycled because often recycling, like in Australia, we've got a huge problem with recycling because actually what our, where our recycling was going was Malaysia and overseas. So rather than actually genuinely recycling yeah. it, like what we thought was happening when we were kids and they were saying, reduce, reuse, recycle, it was just going overseas and getting dumped somewhere else. I have a, I have a slightly smaller kind of uh, story relating to something like that, if you don't mind, Claire. Oh, here he goes. Let let you, I'll let you, you know, man when I was, when I, was a, I will. When I was a, <laughs> when I was a teacher, we, you know, you, you do the recycle bin, you make sure the kids put the paper in the bin. And anyway, this is like eight, nine years ago, whatever, I was in my classroom. At the end of the day, the cleaner came in, Brian, great bloke. Comes in, have a chat. He picks up the recycle bin, empties it into the regular bin, and then goes to leave. And I'm like, Brian, what the fuck? And he's like, Oh yeah, we don't, we don't recycle. It's, 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 it's just. He's like, fuck. our recycle bin's too small. Like we can't recycle everything. Oh my god! And because schools generate yeah. so much paper waste. Yes, less so now. Oh yeah, but they at yeah. the time when we were teaching, I, I remember that yeah. our school it just seemed so disposable. Yeah. God, and that's the thing. That's basically what's been happening. Anyway, I like, murdered him in his fertilizer because I'm like, now you're bloody helping the environment, <laughs> Thank Brian. God, you saved our whole segment. You bloody worm food, Brian. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good point. Did I tell you that when I die, I want to be made into a pod that will grow a tree? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to do whatever the easiest thing is. So that you you plan whatever you want, but <laughs> no, I'll take but care of it. But that's the most carbon neutral way because if you burn me, then all the emission goes into the. Where does the atmosphere. tree go? Do we put it in the backyard? I don't want yeah, a dead body in, in a the... barrel in my backyard. <laughs> no, you can. Go and put it in a cemetery. And you know what? People, oh, the tree will die, and people just will forget. Just walk into the bush I don't believe and you. dig a hole nah. and put me in there just, and plant a tree. Just on top. take a woman in a barrel out to the bush <laughs> and get caught. Or conversely, I plant it in my backyard. The tree dies because it will, because I won't look after it properly. And then in ten years' time, the police will be and like, "We found a body in a barrel." In the backyard. I'm Why like, is I swear it in to a God. Barrel? You just put me in the ground. It's worm food. I'm not putting you in the ground. In the, you're not a Wait, dog. Okay, here's the thing. All I'm telling you is if you Googled, if I died, touch wood, if you Google tree pod funeral, and you I'll will say, find all of these resources son, on how to put me in a pod. Son, come outside and sit under, sit under this tree which has absorbed the life force of your mother. And we exactly. can sit under this spooky tree. No, what is it? I've is, carved your mother's <laughs> face into it. <laughs> Oh, if you don't do that, I'll come and haunt you I and go that. bloop, 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 oh God, okay, bloop, bloop, in it. your Fine. sleep. Bloop, bloop, Fine, I'll, bloop, do, it. Bloop, I'll okay. do it. So fun to say that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Anyway, so going back to The Guardian, The Upside, it's awesome. There's another great article that just came out today that I read this morning called The Kindest Thing I Ever Saw. And it's just all of the things that readers have written in to say that they've done, like little acts of kindness or little acts of kindness that they've seen someone else do. Like there was one about this man who went to visit his mother who had dementia in a nursing home and everyone was just sort of blankly sitting around the TV not watching it. And then a woman, his mother couldn't remember anything really. She had no short to memory at all. So he left. No, the worst. Anyway, the person sitting next to her um, just started to cry, just tears down her, streaming down her face. And the guy who was visiting his mum just didn't know what to do and was kind of internally panicking. 
And his mum just took her hand and put it on top of the woman who was crying and just smiled at her and sat there with her. And there was just this moment of, you know, I don't even know where I am. I don't know who I am, but I can see you're in pain and I'll I'll hold this space with you. Mm. And I think that's what you want when people are upset when you're hurting. You don't want someone to try and fix it or or anything. You just want someone to be there yeah. with you. Did you see there was a program on the other night on the ABC? I missed it, but it was twen- trending on Twitter where they were sending kids into nursing homes with yeah, baseball bats. Yeah, four-year-old. No, <laughs> just to really rile them up. Just because most people, not most people, a lot of – my mum used to do this visit, people in nursing homes. Um, they just don't – people just don't visit. Like people can be there for like 10 years and no one will visit. You know, it's that kind of yeah. situation. So yeah, yeah, and so and I think there's something so beautiful about a that show looks amazing, sort mm. of combining kindergartens with um, nursing homes. But yeah, just the idea of sharing small moments of humans beings doing great things, yeah, and things that we can do. Because what the Guardian also said, um, and Mark was saying, the Guardian, the DC superhero, <laughs> you're the worst. Anyway, what he was saying was because they shared these stories, people then started being inspired to do more of that kind of thing, like. I don't know, look out their window and see someone struggling with their shopping and help them up the street or stop in and check on a neighbour and make sure they're okay or bring some soup to a sick friend, you know, all the tiny little things or, you know, if someone's lost a wallet or something, trying to help them find it. All that kind of small stuff that actually makes the world go around. So the world is not as terrible place as I completely agree. Speaking of... We've got a charity campaign. As the Amazon is burning down, we're trying to grow a seaweed farm. It's a, the race is on. <laughs> Who's going to win first? Oh, but basically, it, look, it's, it's, there's a charity campaign across all the all the planet broadcasting shows, and the seaweed, seaweed farm is going to hopefully reduce CO two emissions. Uh, it cuts. It, it can also be used as a, as a as a food source for for animals and people and things like that. It grows half a meter a day. Is that the idea? It does. Yeah. So seaweed is the fastest growing growing organism on the does planet. It, does it grow faster than a Amazon rainforest burns down? Though. Oh, who knows? Well, hopefully we're aiming to raise $50,000 and Intrepid Foundation will match every dollar so we could potentially raise $100,000. And this this is the first kelp forest of its kind. Yes. Um, it's in partnership with the University of Tasmania. It's featured in the film we talked about, 2040, which is also a great film Runs to watch if you're feeling. the US as well. Yeah, well, yeah. the one we're growing will yes. just be one. So it won't no run clear. all the way Our to the US go through the Australia. Yes. But it's a start. Yeah, and it's it and, and if it does work, it's a way of reducing carbon emissions that has no invested interest. So we're not taking jobs away from anyone or and you know, there's sort of yeah. no big business corporates involved. So for me, here, and just quickly, yes. it was for, I was kind of we were looking for something to you found this project, but it's it's overwhelming the things of like what what's a specific thing that I could do actually to, do to, to give to back help. for this. I think this is a really good good project that we believe in and we hope is real, and yeah. not some kind of giant scam. <laughs> no, it is real. Yeah. It's in partnership with the Intrepid Foundation, the Film 2040, and also the University of Tasmania. So, yeah, we'll put the link. As always, Collings will do that for us in the show notes. So and go read The Upside from The Guardian and start with the kindest thing I ever saw or our reporting generates change for the better. All right. Enough of my positivity. What boring, depressing thing have you got now? <laughs> Funny you should say that, Claire. <laughs> I watched a movie today oh, called God. Parasite. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. Does it start with a graying bearded man staring into his own shoes and drinking whiskey? I wish. In a like desert? all good movies, it doesn't start like that. Uh, no, this is actually it's a South Korean black comedy. It is subtitled. It's by... Uh, Bong Joon-ho, who you might know as the director of The Host, which is a kind of, uh, it's a monster kind of horror film from 2006. No, I don't know. It's again, it's again a, um, 
South Korean film. He did Okja. Okja. Oh, yeah, I yeah. saw that. The oh. one about the, uh, the the genetically engineered pig hippopotamus yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't s- recommend. Oh, I do recommend that movie, but it, it oh, yeah. it's so sad. And it's got did, Tilda Swift. It does. Swifton? And Jake Swift- Gyllenhaal. What's her name? Tilda Til- Swinton, yeah. Tilda Swinton. He also did Snowpiercer about everyone's on a train. Oh, that's that? a Scott brilliant Evans, film. Yeah. So that's like all really of these good. films, there's, there's elements of this – is, this is described as a black comedy or a dark comedy and there is elements of – a lot of co- comedy in it, but it's also really dark, like darkly funny in places and just very dark. And look, there's – the way it un- unravels, I'm not going to spoil because it's it, – it, it'd be – I really want to go, and this happens and this happens and then this <laughs> happens. It's great. Like, but basically th- there's one family living in, in poverty. They live kind of below ground almost uh, – in the, in the slums in South Korea. And there's another family which is have this amazing, beautifully architecturally designed house, uh, which is kind of, I mean, it's, it's a metaphor, I'm sure, which is like up on a hill, like in, in the city, which, um, and, and it's about the, how these families' lives intertwine. Now, it's called Parasite, so make of that whatever you will. But it starts with one of the sons tutoring uh, f- from the poor family, tutoring someone from, from the rich, and it kind of goes from there. It, it highlights like obscene wealth, as opposed to you know extreme poverty and the scrappiness of of somebody trying to trying to you know build their way up and it's almost like like people will kind of what people will do to kind of like raise this side our dogs just fighting a possum out the back she'll be fine probably I was wondering what that was but that's possums actually sound yeah. like what do they say like and, like monsters anyway continue yeah but the winner we we actually have to keep so if if the possum wins the possum sleeps inside. <laughs> That's the rule. But uh, yeah, and it, there's this real contrast between like the beauty of like this beautiful, clean, open space that they live in, and with like the griminess of 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 the other family. And there's almost like there's like a smell to the movie, almost like it's so visually interesting and distinct. And that there is like a there's conversations about this movie in this movie about how people smell and how certain things smell. And you can almost kind of smell that watching this movie. It's incredible. It's an incredible movie. Uh, it is playing in, in Melbourne at the moment. It hasn't got a US release. I believe, though, you can torrent it. It is available streaming in some places. Um, not sure where exactly, but maybe check your local cinemas before you kind of delve into that. But it's look, if you like any of those films that I mentioned, um, I think you might really like this. And don't let the subtitles put you off because it's it's really it's really quite incredible. Could I yeah. watch it or will I get Ooh, depressed? I don't know about that, Claire. I don't know yeah. about that, Claire. I'm looking after my heart and my head at the moment. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe you give this one a miss. Yeah. But uh, like anybody who wants to feel terrible. Uh, it's not even that. It's it's a, it's definitely a mix. It's definitely yeah. like a, yeah, like Snowpiercer. It ends and you're like, is that good? Is that good? I don't know. Does it stay with you? It's one of those movies yeah, that stays definitely. with you for and a long time. And it's really, I haven't gotten the names in front of me, but they're really good performances. One of the leads in it is also the lead in from the host. Uh, from 2006, who's the father in this one, whose name oh, I don't know. All right. Yeah, it's really okay. good. Excellent. Thank you. That's a really cool recommendation. All right. I have got a recommendation for some music again. Music. Woo-hoo. Have you heard of Lizzo? Lizzo? Have you heard of Lizzo? Lizzo. L-I-double-Z-O. This woman is so freaking incredible. She just smashed it at the VMA Awards. And if you have not. I watched the VMAs. Did you? No. <laughs> 
It's the Video Music Awards. Anyway, you should totally Google her. She's so kick-ass. Her name is actually Melissa Vivian Jefferson. She was born in Detroit, Michigan, and she's 31 years old. Born in 1988, I believe. Yeah, correct. She is sort of the orchestrator of frothy, effervescent pop, I would say. I consider Um, myself the orchestrator. A frothy, <laughs> effervescent pop. She was originally a rapper. She's known for being really funny and radiant. Her songs are about self-love and self-esteem. She's um, an African-American woman who is just voluptuous and hilarious, strong and beautiful. Her vocal talent is spectacular. She talks a lot about how when she was younger, she dieted and exercised and tried to really fit into a particular box. Yeah, right. So Lizzo wore a canary yellow sort of leotard jumpsuit with matching glittery eyeshadow. She had a giant... um, voluptuous kind of butt in the background, like a booty, as like a big balloon on Mm. stage. She had all these beautifully voluptuous women of colour dancing as well behind her. And it's just so refreshing to see women's bodies that actually look like women's bodies, that you look at on stage and go, my body looks like that. And it's not perfect, It's but it's kind of sexy and great. She said there was a point when she was younger where she was over-exercising and dieting and trying to fit into a particular box that the music industry wanted right, her to fit yeah. into. And she so that's what people wasn't. tell you as well. And that's the yeah. bit, a lot of times the people you see, yeah. Correct. When she finally stepped into her own and just embraced herself for who she actually is, my God, her talent is spectacular. She plays the flute as well. Which oh, I knew you'd I love also that. Play. Yeah. I do. And she called her flute, her flute Sasha Flute, which is a reference to Sasha Fierce, which is Beyonce's ultra ego and she just has this like hilarious thing on instagram called hohen flute which is like her kind of like booty shaking and playing the flute at the same time and she rocks it out it's just such an example of how if you do something with confidence and you step right into it you can be kick-ass and amazing if you and unique and i think 2019 is that time where everyone is stepping out and realizing that difference is actually incredible and that we're allowed to be in charge of our own um, Difference is uniqueness, yeah. yeah, and and celebrated and diversity is, diversity should be celebrated. So, her third album, "Cause I Love You," just dropped in April to critical acclaim. She's also uh, released. Well, her first album was Lizzo Bangers in 2013, which was kind of the beginning of it all. 2016, she did an empower and empowerment anthem that I love called Coconut Oil, which is incredible. Mm. But at the VMAs, she performs "Truth Hurts" and "Good as Hell," both of which are just friggin' spectacular. So please do yourself a favor, go and watch her performance at the VMAs. It's everywhere. Collins will link it below. And then just like head on over and listen to I've her I've never albums. heard of this person at all. And that's this one of those things that's going to explode. Or yeah, has it has already, already exploded, yeah, yeah. but I think we're old. And so you sometimes course, miss yeah. it. People Queen- are probably like, I love Lizzo. Lizzo's my favorite album. <laughs> Queen Latifah gave her a standing ovation at the VMAs. And um, so many people have just said, I cannot, I cannot begin to explain to you because you're like a, a fairly good-looking white dude, right? You're very good-looking, I would say. I'm married Get to you. Get out of here. But here is the thing. You are represented everywhere you look. Like Thank God. Everywhere As you I look be. on television, everywhere you look in leadership, and for your whole life really you've seen yourself reflected back, right? Sure. I very rarely see, see women that look like me. I know I'm a white woman but I'm like not super skinny I very rarely see women You've like got one me. Arm. <laughs> well, I've got three missing teeth. You've got three so, missing you know. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but I never really see that yeah. on screen. And to be seeing these, I'm going to cry, to be seeing mm. these kind of powerful, engaged women being embraced, being yeah. powerful, having autonomy, having money, having success is just incredible. I cannot even begin to understand what it be, must be like to be a woman of colour and mm. be seeing role models like you on screen and in music and on stage because for so long I think society has asked women to be smaller and quieter. Yes. And we're starting to be allowed to be louder. Like the time you were, I was like, hey, Claire, you're shouting. Yeah, you correct. <laughs> exactly. Bloody Well, hell. I apologise. Yeah, so you should, mate. So Lizzo, go check her out. She's I bet fantastic. I get at least one email. It's like, James is bloody, he's bloody, he's a bloody cuck, mate. He bloody backed <laughs> Good. That's why I love you. My, I embrace it. My little soy boy. <laughs> Sorry, that was awful. I please cut that out. Colin, you just have to edit this whole thing. Anyway, that's it. We're at 28 minutes. Thank God. No, that was really good. I'm really glad that, that you know, you took a lot from that and, and also recognise that, you know, other people would also have taken things from that also. Thank you, sir. It's good. I never I never think – the only time I think when diversity is a bad thing is when it's clearly like a – me and Mason talk about this quite a bit when they f- feel like they're forcing it into something just to kind of get a reaction out of people. But often even then if you've got – you can sometimes have a lot of the time you get good creatives behind it. Maybe they don't care about maybe the people making it, financing it don't care about that. But the people who are writing these characters or directing these films or are these music musicians uh, or whatever you want to call it, they do care. So it's you know I, I I think more often than not, it's a it's a very very good thing. Who knows? Who doesn't want to see more different bloody people in the world? Well, that's like we were talking. I've been watching more and more of Glove. Got to the end of season three, and mm. I won't talk too much about it because we've talked about it in previous season. But it's it just gets better and better. And one of the reasons it's so brilliant is the cast is so culturally diverse, and it all has kick-ass strong women and of different sexualities yeah. as well. The there's drag we queens in there. There's a guy was... struggling with his homosexuality as yeah. well. Yeah, the episode was just brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. They were out in um, the canyon, and I think that. However it happens, whether or not it's for a quota or to get a reaction out of people, just having people that don't just look the same yeah. and don't just come from the same backgrounds represented is only a good thing. That's why I think quotas are important too because it just gets more voices in the room and then mm. it gets more voices being heard. We don't end up in situations like we have now where people are just screaming at each other and the world's burning. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, you know, I think – more diversity, more celebration, more positivity. All right, enough of my talk. Uh, let's do some. Re- let's do some things that people have sent in to us to recommend, James. Uh, do you have those? Because I do not. I have got one. Dave Trung on Twitter suggested to me Taylor Swift's new album. It just dropped. It's it amazing. But might I especially suggest giving track four titled "The Man" a listen? I've cried at least twice listening to it. It's such a moving times up anthem, and it is correct. I listened to it too. Thanks, Dave. She has done some amazing stuff the old Taylor Swift, and it's an excellent album. So thanks for that recommendation. Uh, Yes, thank you, David, I say as I pad to find this website that has all the – my website that I usually go to for reviews did not work. All right, well, I've got another one. Please do. Um, John Lombardo has one for Suggestible Pod. World War Z, the book. Forget the movie. Forget Brad Pitt. This is is seriously one of the best books I've ever read and I don't even like zombies. It's more like like a a documentary, I guess. Like the book follows a narrative and like a person as they go through on various zombie-related adventures. I actually don't think it's that bad a film, but it's very different from the book. The book's almost like a scientific breakdown, like a report of what happened during the zombie apocalypse. So, yeah. 
Ah, awesome. Okay. And I've got one last one. Can I recommend for you and your listeners the work of Sarah Rhea Werner, a sci-fi fiction podcast called Girls in Space Pod? And there's also one called Right Now Podcast, and it gives great creative advice. Thank you so much. Excellent. i got a review here. It's from I'd Tap That from Lasagna Lover 420. Not too bad. Not too shabby. If there's one thing I hate, it's being suggested things, but the humorous banter simply keeps me enthralled all the way through all that suggesting BS. Anyway, love the show. <laughs> grab the James. Ooh, I'll grab that James. You stay away from me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Any time of the day. All right. All right that's it Hit from us. Hit us up on suggestiblepod, at suggestiblepod. Uh, if you've Instagram got and Twitter. Yep. We would love to hear from you. You can you, email the show at contactatplanetbroadcasting.com. Yeah. Exactly. We would so love to hear. Thanks, Claire. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. You're welcome, James. Let's go to our separate rooms. We will never speak again. <laughs> Good. Goodbye, everyone. I'll just stop this recording. Bloop, 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 bloop. Pressing stop. Bloop. I've stopped the podcast. Bloop. Thank goodness it's over. <laughs> I hate. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.